Amen. So we began this theme, I think it was three weeks ago, with a, a part one of this series on opportunity and expansion, and it was called Golden Opportunities. What is a golden opportunity? It's a life-changing chance. It's a one-off. It's something, you know, opportunities come and go, typically. They don't come and stay. A golden opportunity is that one life-changing moment that comes your way. Today's message is silver opportunities. What's that? Well, it's a bit less than a golden opportunity. It's just a little bit less. It may be less than you aspired to. Listen carefully. You may have a dream, right? A dream in your head, an ideal that you're aiming for. Here's your golden. All right, say, so here's your golden. Here's your silver. And you just got to be careful that we respect absolutely the golden opportunities. Got to be very careful that you respect the silver opportunities. Let me give you an example from my own life um, that blessed me financially in an enormous way by simply responding to a simple little moment. I was walking down the street one day. I looked across the street about four years ago and there was an elderly lady with shopping bags that were heavy and she, was, she came to a set of stairs. She couldn't carry them. It was too much for her. And I just looked and I just, you know, a little nudge in your spirit. Go over there and help her. But so I had to get across the road. So I had to dodge traffic and get over there. And I said, excuse me, I see you're struggling. Can, can I just pick those bags and get you inside? Oh, thank you very much, she said. So I got the bags up. Bye-bye. No problem. It's not a golden opportunity, is it? Just a little thing, just a little silver, shall we say. A few weeks go by and I'm, I've got the key to my door in my apartment. I'm going into my apartment and I look down and there she is. On my floor, three, three doors down. And she saw me and said, oh, hey, it's you. Thank you very much. Do you live there? I said, yes, I moved in here. Trouble was for me, problem in my life. I had to get out. They only gave me 12 months. And this was about nine months left. So she came down and said, oh, you live in 173. You've got to get out, she said. I said, I know. Thank you for reminding me. I've got to get out. And she said, well, I'm the chairwoman of the whole block, actually. Do you want to stay? I said, I'd love to stay, but I can't stay. Leave it with me. A few days go by. She comes back. I've got a solution. I've got an apartment for you on the eighth floor. 500 pounds less per month than I was paying. Praise the Lord. Simple 12 grand, right? <laughs> Over two years, I saved with a simple little thing. Now, what's the moral of the story? Why am I telling you this? Because if you go out today and you see an elderly lady carrying bags, run over and grab the bags. Amen. Don't despise that little nudging. Don't despise that little prompting, even though the situation seems so small. Scripture warns us about this multiple, multiple times. But the story of Naaman, remember Naaman, he thought he was something. Commander in the army, remember? And he was sick. And even in his sickness, he was proud. Terrible, huh? And the prophet comes and says, go and dip yourself in the Jordan. What? As a commander? You know, don't demean me. Don't put me down. 
And he saw the way, the silver way in which his healing was going to come. He despised it and he said, I, I will not do such a thing. He was expecting some big golden thing, right? And almost missed his miracle. I'm going to run through a few things here in, in point one. My, my first point to you this morning, really simple. For heaven's sake, respect the small things. Res may God help us to respect the small things. I had a meeting with Tim this week and some other people about church planting and expansion in London. One of the things I've been involved in that all my life, all my ministry life. One of the most important things about church planting <laughs> is the trajectory to get in those coordinates right. Uh, I heard a great story this week of three Christians actually, three Christian leaders. They decided that they wanted to go fishing. They love fishing. So these three guys hire a boat, but the boat was expensive. They needed a captain as well, but they didn't want to pay for the captain. So like one of them's got an iPhone and we get the coordinates app and we can coordinate it ourselves. We can do this ourselves, you know. So off they go in the boat and they're beep, 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 beep. Four hours later, they don't know where they are. They're going round in circles. They're completely lost. In the end, they had to send out mayday, mayday. And they were actually rescued. It's a fascinating testimony from Christians. And they come back and the captain of the rescue boat said, for our you know, betterment, what did you do? How did you actually get lost so we can learn? And the, the Christian said, look, I put these coordinates in. This is the fishing area, right? And the captain looked at the coordinates. He did the same math and he said, uh -uh. Sorry, sir. There's 360 degrees in a compass. And you are out by 0, 0, 0, 0 point whatever. You're just a little fraction out. You know, he said, you know what the problem was? The distance, sir. If you're going from here to here, it's not going to make any difference. But you traveled, and the further you travel, the further away you get from your actual target. Do you understand that? And in life, trajectory, in church planting, <laughs> trajectory, getting the specifics, being meticulous, right down to the fine detail at the beginning, at the beginning, at the beginning. And I would say to all of you with any ministry vision who have a dream to do something, get the coordinates right. If you want to know the coordinates, here they are, guys. Here's your coordinates. Get this really, really accurate. Otherwise, you're going to end up in Timbuktu, right? Little things. Notice that it's not the big foxes that wreck your life. It's not the big foxes that wreck your plans scripture says it's the little foxes little silver foxes right scripture doesn't tell you to study the elephant and the rhinoceros it says to study the ant and the spider and we'll learn something bible talks about how a fly can kill your food i don't know if you ever found a fly in your food it's not actually very appetizing is it how that little thing can completely change the perspective the book of James, Andy, talks about the tongue being such a small member in the body and yet having the facility to completely burn your life down and all of those around you. The parable of the talents. Jesus tells us 
that it's the person with the little talent, the small thing. It's that person that hides it. The parable of the lost coin tells us to value small amounts of cash. The parable of the lost sheep tells us to value individuals. Thank God I haven't had to do many divorces or handle many divorces. I've handled a few. Our horrible ministry time. Horrible when you do that. It's terrible. One of the funny things about divorce scenarios seldom does the person say I want to divorce them because of some massive thing many times it's the build-up of the little things over and when you listen you think what you're getting divorced with a what yeah but it, he's been doing it for 40 years you know what I mean it's the build-up over time even of little things that tears many marriages apart may God help our youth today and many of you are raising teens and children. It is not an easy task. God help us in London. But as we were constructing this message this week, I, I went to tell my wife this story. And I started to cry because even today it makes me cry. I can't believe that. This was like 20 years ago. We had this young guy in the church. He's on the worship team. And he was probably about 15, 16 heading that way. And he was like hyper trendy cool mr cool right and he's playing the guitar and he's singing he's really good you know but as he got a little bit older he started to get this crazy hairstyle and i mean crazy i mean mad <laughs> so he comes in oh okay fair enough hey, he's young and all you know he's a, he let him express himself and then the clothes start to get a little bit wacky you know and it just goes from one thing to another and i was sitting in a leaders group one day and this guy came up and people were saying, have you seen his hair? <laughs> have you seen what he was wearing last week? It was kind of funny, you know. And do you know what everybody said in the room? Oh, he's young. He's expressing himself. Isn't it funny? And it's good for the youth and all this. But listen, there was one older guy there. And I remember he said, I don't like it. I don't like it. And people looked at him, oh, old fogey, look at you, you get with the times. Funny hair this week, funny clothes next week, funny attitude the week after, funny attitude to parents the week after, funny attitude to God. I remember the room, including me, pretty much dismissing that guy. And that's why I started to cry when I was telling you this story. Then I watched that guy go crazy. Exactly like the wise old man said. That's exactly what happened. His hair changed. Then his clothes changed. Then his attitude to his family changed. Then his attitude to God changed. And he started to go crazy. Then he found a crazy female. Then he married the crazy female. Then she drove him crazy. Yeah, now they can all be crazy together. So then he divorced the crazy female. Yeah. And do you know what he did then? What did I do with that? Do you know what he did then? He bought himself one of these. Yeah. He started to comb his hair then. Yeah. I remember it like yesterday. I remember that guy sitting. I mean, I'm, it's funny, but it's not funny because he almost had a complete nervous breakdown. I can remember the turnaround point. 
when he started systematically going back where did I go wrong where was it and he just he normalized he normalized his clothes became normal his dress became normal his hair became normal his attitude became normal and all of a sudden he was normal I'm very happy to tell you today he's a very successful pastor praise the Lord and he remarried praise the Lord the old guy was right the little departure just like that rocket missing the moon the little departure in the beginning right is what leads people to disaster in the end so that's my first point please respect little things because they can destroy a second point don't wait for something big don't wait for something big hey if a golden opportunity comes grab it Edgar grab it no problem I'm not saying don't do that absolutely do it what I'm saying is don't wait for it don't wait for a golden opportunity if you're surrounded by silver ones don't wait for it you could be waiting forever and forever in a day do what you can when you can where you can I was thinking of Reinhard Bonnke I really loved his ministry one of the greatest evangelists of all history Giovanni tell you what he's not evangelizing now not evangelizing now Reinhard Bonnke will never knock another door in his life Reinhard Bonnke will never tell another soul about Jesus Christ ever 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 again it's over you need to do what you can when you can where you can and take advantage of that opportunity I went through just a quick Google search this week and I was quite surprised what famous singers songwriters musicians around the world began as buskers and I got some surprise I didn't know Ed Sheeran began as a busker in St Pancras believe it or not standing with a guitar right Tracy Chapman is famous for that multi-award winning musician but she used to busk on the steps of the university and many others Rod Stewart Robin Williams Pierce Brosnan James Bond right Pierce Brosnan was a fire eater in London simple fire eater blowing flames down Camden in uh, Covent Garden but someone liked the way he handled the crowd simple as that what why am I saying this because all of those people could have said that's a silver opportunity right Ed Sheeran could have said if I stand with a guitar at St Pancras I'm gonna look like a failure I'm gonna look like a wannabe I'm gonna look like someone who wanted to be famous but actually I'm just standing on the street with a bucket playing a few songs you see and they didn't they were humble enough to actually accept the silver and they ended up with gold didn't they they ended up right probably beyond their wildest dreams many many others I name but a few my third point be very careful of the words of Jesus and the advice of Jesus in Scripture I think that goes without saying but Jesus himself draws our attention to the little things in life it is he who talks and draws attention to the widow's might it's Jesus who does that it's Jesus who draws out that little boy with the five loaves and the two fish just be extra careful when Jesus gives you advice 
me tell you this story here. This is actually a true, take that for me. This is actually a true story of two people I know. You could take this box, Mace, thank you. Thanks, love. I want to show you this here. I'm going to reconstruct this because I kind of saw this in a vision. And sometimes it's hard to explain the vision. You just have to kind of recreate it. But I'm going to tell you what I saw. I saw two friends of mine. I like them both. I really like them both. They're both pastors. And one of them, Mr. A, Pastor A and Pastor B. Now, the gold, the pound coin in the UK is gold, okay? <laughs> Pastor A was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, excuse the pun today. But he was born, th this guy, I know him very well. This guy has got the greatest connections in the kingdom of God around the world of anybody I knew kind of thing, except Rick. He, he was getting phone calls from people you would only do. He was getting offers, and I'd been with him when he got these offers golden opportunities i have sat with him multiple times when calls would come through hi there's a mega church here or a mega church there would you consider taking on the i would listen i think oh! and he would say no no i don't want that yet and i watched this guy and i like him still like him today i watched this guy not receive the golden opportunities it, it amazed me, you know, church kids, CKs we call them, just over familiar with the things of God, see. But as a young minister, we were both young ministers, it used to shock me. I thought, God, how can you let so many golden opportunities pass by? That's Mr. A, Pastor A. I'll come back to him in a moment. And then as I was praying, I just saw another friend at the same time, saw them both together. Now this guy, Pastor B, he's got no real friends. Few friends, but his closest contact was me. He lost his job. He wasn't in ministry at all. He joined our church. He used to walk around with his hand in his pocket, <laughs> like this, you know. And I prayed, for, I really liked him. I started praying for him. I said, you know, Pastor, what am I going to do? Do whatever you can. So he'd go out in the city where we lived. This is a silver coin. Not as big as the gold one, huh? But he would go out in the city and he'd just see like a homeless guy. And he'd go over to the homeless guy, hiya, you look cold, you want a cup of tea? Do you take sugar? And he would just do a simple little thing. Simple little thing. And then the next day, go to someone else and then he started to get sleeping bags and food, you know. How's Mr. A? Still daydreaming. <laughs> and then the years went by and this guy was in our church and I watched him. I actually watched him week after week. And then he died. Yeah. Had a heart attack.
Now, <laughs> they'll both die one day. And then Mr. A, by the way, let me finish this story. I got an email just out of the blue. Hi, Mike. I got an opportunity and I decided to take it. So today this guy's pastoring a very, very large church in America. Now, they both die. Judgment day. Mr. A, come before Jesus and tell us what you did. And <clears throat> tell us what you did with the opportunities. Well, is that it? Next, Mr. B, what did you do? Of course, he says, I, I didn't do anything. Because of perception, you see. I didn't do anything. No, no, tell me what you did day by day. Well, Lord, I... I poured myself out. I poured myself out every day, every day. Tiny little silver opportunities. Not waiting for the big shot. Not waiting for the gold. Willing to serve on a daily basis. And so the master will say, Mr. A, go down to this mansion. <laughs> and Mr. B, come with me and receive your reward. Well done, good and faithful servant. Do not despise the day of small things. I saw a documentary. I've given you the guy in your notes. His name's Joe Ades. He sell, he's a multimillionaire. He lives in Park Avenue where, you know, famous people. Uh, they, they, today they call it Billionaire's Row. I know that area. He's been around there many times. He lives there. He bought an apartment there. <laughs> he sells potato peelers in Times Square. He's famous. Was it 60 Minutes did a documentary about him. The millionaire potato peeler. So we watched it last week just out of curiosity. It's fascinating. And he sits in Times Square just peeling potatoes. And it looks really good potato peeler. So no wonder. He just, he can't get enough of them. He can't sell enough of them. And in the interview, they were saying, well, how did you become a millionaire? You know, people are fascinated with your life. And do you know what his motto is? Never disrespect a small amount of money. Five dollars they cost. Never disrespect a small amount of money. And that guy's been, he died, I think, a few years ago at 74. But very wise, Jesus says the same thing. Don't disrespect the small. And some of you, no doubt, have a ministry future at greater and greater degrees. What I would encourage you to do, embrace the silver as well as going for gold. Do not be afraid to embrace the silver. You know, a man called Bruce Wilkerson wrote a book called The Prayer of Jabez. And that book has got 96 pages. I couldn't even do an introduction in 96 pages. <laughs> that book has got 96 pages. Now, I can guarantee you that the thought would have crossed his head, this is too small. This is only a little pamphlet. What's the point in writing this? This is embarrassing. 96 pages? But when that book, The Prayer of Jabez, came out, I was traveling enormously at that time. 
And I can remember every country I went to, every church I went to, people were studying the prayer of Jabez. Because that guy, Wilkerson, did not despise or judge the small thing that he had in his hand. David's mighty men, point five, remember that we all in this room, we've got equal value but different function. Do you get that? We all have equal value. You have equal value with everybody around you. And David's mighty men is the place in scripture where that is exemplified. When David wanted to explain or to point out the three most mighty men in the kingdom, the first one was a conqueror who took nations. The second one was less than that in the eyes of men, a defender, but equally described as one of the three mighty men. And the third one was a farmer looking after a lentil patch. You see the point God is making? Mm. Don't despise the lentil patch. Don't despise the silver, but embrace it. So I appeal to you today. Get your value system from God. And some people, even though they never had maybe a golden opportunity in their life, some people who maximize the silver can end up with a greater reward, reward than those of us, especially here in London, who have immense golden opportunities simply because they are diligent. So today, I want you to pray a small prayer, but a good prayer. Maybe say a few small words, like I'm sorry. Not a big speech, or thank you. Just a few small words, a little small prayer. Do what you can, where you can, when you can. Atanasio preached a message here sometime, I think it was called, What Have You Got In Your Hand? Moses had a stick in his hand, remember that? When he wanted to, to go into great victory. And he didn't appreciate the silver. And God said to him, what have you got in your hand? What have you got, Moses? And Moses had to recognize the silver. I'm going to give you one of the strangest commissions you've ever had in your life. You listening to me? Eyes forward, everybody. Please, online, listen to me. I commission you to go out there and do little things do as many little things as you hey if a golden opportunity comes your way take it grab it no problem we've already covered that i'm adding to that i'm adding to that as well as pursuing golden opportunities go out there and do as many silver small things as you can possibly do and do it every day Lots of Christians, this is going to be painful, so breathe in, breathe out. Lots of Christians want to be great. In the eyes of believers, especially in cultures. <laughs> they want to be great in their own culture. Lots of Christians, this is a massive issue. And I would say to you, listening, be small in your culture. Be the least be the least. Do you know Jesus never sought greatness? You know that? I'm going to do great things. Well, <clears throat> no, 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 no. That's your misreading scripture there. <laughs> do you know when a woman is pregnant, 
You can't see the baby at conception. So small. So small you got to go to the hospital for tests. And even then you got to wait. So small. And you know the God of all eternity. Eternal Father, Eternal Son, Eternal Spirit. Jesus the Eternal Son. Imagine this. Came down into the womb of Mary. And made himself so incredibly small. No, he didn't seek greatness. Scripture says this. Therefore God exalted him and made him great. Amen. I told you about Rick when, when a guy tried to trap him in a questions and answers one day. I said, hey, pastor, I want to become rich. You got a problem with that? <laughs> and just the wisdom of God came. It's a really good answer. Rick said, <clears throat> well, if you become rich, just make sure God does it. Great answer. So I say to you musicians, worship team, you're going to become great or you're going to become little? If you're going to become great, just make sure God does it. I say to you planting churches, you want to become great? It's a bad motive. Follow the example of the Savior who took on the very nature of a servant, making himself as nothing and subjecting himself even to death on a cross. Therefore, who? Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Jesus, I've got two sons. Could one of them sit in your... Quiet, woman. Quiet. Jesus said, John the Baptist is the greatest ever walk on this planet. Remember? At that time. Because I will decrease so that he will increase. And the church today is in desperate need of people who will do little things. Right? Johanny, if we have a great event coming up, 10,000 people coming, and you're working, you're looking for a worship leader, you're going to be killed in the stampede. But if you want someone to come in on Saturday and tidy up the platform, sorry, can't make it. Not interested in the little stuff because I'm a star. You see, I'm a star. I think of the 11th hour we covered a couple of weeks ago. Jesus walking through the, the church at the last minutes, the last time. You see the doomsday clock this week? Did you see that? news you know doomsday clock it's the scientists around the world calculate when the world will end and they've given us a hundred seconds was it <laughs> yeah it's right up against but it, it, this is just secular calculations based on nuclear weapons on it so they've given us a hundred seconds but the good news about that is the is the is the the laborers in the vineyard jesus comes at that very moment the last hour and says i'm calling you i hope you're getting my message this morning i want you to go out that door what do i want you to do as many little things as you can find. And if in your head you're going to tell that family member about Jesus, do it no. today. Do it today. You're going to bless that person, do it today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for us to respond to this message. I'll invite the worship team back.
sorry if I've messed I'm, I'm tied up here <laughs> so I can't kind of move thank you guys Tim I'll ask you to pray for us thanks Tim thank you thank you pastor for a very very powerful message can I just encourage 